Hello, I am Melina Vega de Cenia and we are recording this ESBS podcast live in our podcast corner during the 2023 ESBS annual meeting in Belfast. We have with us Professors Ali Farber and Matt Menard, the two PIs of the BCLI trial assessing open or endovascular revascularization in CLTI patients. Thank you both for sparing some time in this busy meeting to share a cup of coffee some time with us. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. Very happy to be here. Briefly, the BCLI trial enrolled 1,830 patients with chronic lymphocytic ischemia and infraringual peripheral artery disease and randomized them to receive open surgery or endovascular treatment in two parallel cohort trials. Patients who had a single segment of great saphenous vein that could be used for surgery randomized for open or endovascular revascularization in cohort 1. And patients without this single segment of great saphenous vein who would need alternate bypass conduit for the same randomization of open or endovascular treatment in cohort 2. The primary outcome was a composite of death from any cause or a major adverse limb event, which included above the ankle amputation or a major limb reintervention, graft revision, thrombectomy, a new bypass, or thrombolysis. We analyzed the results of the best CLI trial in depth in a previous podcast, which is top 11 ranking in our most listened ESBS podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, it is available open access in Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And in this Q&A series, we're going to challenge the best CLI investigators with some additional questions. We will begin with a patient population in whom best CLI results are applicable. Now, what is the patient profile in whom we should apply the best CLI results? Yeah, great question, Melina. The first and obvious thing to say is obviously it has to always be kept in mind that, that each patient enrolled was felt to be candidate for both. And the construct was a CLI team made up of at least one investigator that was credentialed for open and another that was credentialed for endo. And they, there had to be clear equipoise that the patient could be appropriately treated for both. That was the wording that was used. You know, outside of that, obviously there's a lot of data yet to come out in terms of secondary analysis. We don't yet have the imaging, and so we won't be able to make clear comments on the anatomic complexity of the patients until we have all of that imaging in hand and have analyzed. And all of that will kind of help to focus, you know, more precisely the patient population that was enrolled. So that's sort of broad strokes. I don't know if you want to augment that, Alec, with some subgroup comments. No, I think, I think you, you got that completely right. I think we... Um, This really applies to patients who are candidates for both. It does not apply for those who need an amputation or those who are too sick to have a surgical operation. So what proportion of the CLTI patients we treat in everyday clinical practice does this applicable profile represent, this equipoise? Well, it's interesting. There was a study in the VQI in the last five years that noted that approximately 80% of patients with CLTI were candidates for vascularization actually were candidates for open surgery. So in thinking about risk alone, I would say that of all the patients who have CLTI who are candidates for revascularization, up to 80% of them can be considered for an operation. Would that be an 80% as well for equipoise? No, for because, because right. there are other factors we have to think about, which is the presence of single-segment saphenous vein. Now, what percentage of patients have single-segment saphenous vein? That's a difficult question to answer. Prior series, I think from the Brigham and Women's Hospital, if I, if I can quote that, 
I think approximately 60% or so had single segment cephalus vein, but that was done maybe 20 to 25 years ago, and things have changed now because of the treatment of cephalus vein with ablation for venous disease and that sort of thing. So we don't know exactly what percentage of patients actually have single segment cephalus vein that's adequate. I would say probably 40%, but I don't know. It's, a, it's an inf information that we need to get from prospective studies. So I would just augment that, and I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because I'm tipping my hat a little bit, and I'm going to debate Dr. Palma Shaw a little bit later today on some of these very questions. And I just add to what Alex said, so, you know, three different components. What, what percentage of folks that come down the pike or in the door are appropriate risk patients for surgery? And I, I agree with what Alex said, that the data would say somewhere around 85%. If you look at VQI data and, and uh, some other studies, what percent have available vein? Again, historically, it's been 60 to 80 percent, and that does come from some work from the Brigham back when we did, you know, lots and lots of surgeries before endo was around. And then the third component is one of the folks that are on the end of the spectrum in terms of stage three glass or higher end uh, Wi-Fi stage, and that's probably somewhere around 50%, 50 to 60%. And so if you put all those numbers together and you say, okay, you know, what percentage of patients in your population should get a bypass, maybe as a first step, it comes out about 30%, a third of patients. And that's in line with a couple of things. That's in line with the German Credit Registry, that's in line with, uh, again, some VQI studies that have looked at what the breakdown is currently in terms of who's doing what, open endo. We did a survey of investigators just before the results were published. We did another survey 10 years ago, but in terms of relevant to this point, we asked people what ratios they have in terms of open and endo, and the biggest spike was around 30 to 70. That, you know, that's more focused on um, maybe cohort one in terms of saphenous vein, but it's a little bit of a tough question to get at, but that's our sense of kind of the overall population. And were the bacilli patients different to the basal two patients? And this is a question that's going around a lot. And if so, how different? They were, in fact, different. First of all, they were older. They were more likely to be male. They were more likely to be white. They had a significantly higher history of prior interventions on the index leg, significantly higher, 30 to 40% range compared to R5%. You know, and there may be other factors as well, but the point is that I think these are different patient populations that we're looking at. And of course, we are very keen to understand how to harmonize the findings of best CLI in Basel II, and we will be doing that together with Andrew uh, Bradbury and his team. And in that line, do you think that six-month life expectancy in Basel, which was larger in BCLI, is that critical in the appraisal of the results and the application of the results of the two trials? Yeah, I do very much. You know, that's one kind of marker. So our intracriteria where you had to have a, a life expectancy of at least two years in, in Basel is just as you say, it was six months. And, you know, the most striking difference in the two trials in terms of the results is the mortality rates. They were equal to endo and best. They were low, and they were notably higher, you know, across the board, both early and late in the surgical arm. And that really drove the results of the trial. So 
you know, we'll wait for the meta-analysis. There's different ways to analyze the results. Uh, you know, there's statistical ways to look at two trials that are disparate in terms of their outcomes and, and figure out what's the appropriate subpopulation that, that fits both. So we're going to do all that analysis. But a sense is that a sicker group of patients in a very different healthcare system probably is the answer, but we'll see. Well, thank you. This wraps up our first Q&A series on patient population. Next Q&A is coming up in the next podcast.